What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Industry Talk Podcast, another great episode. This is my quarantine episode up in the house, okay? We have a special guest, one that's name. I really like this name. This is your first name, Genesis. Genesis. It's Genesis. I like I like that name. Like that's that's a cool name. So we have Genesis Jones with us, owner of Black Anchor Tactical Response, a security company out of Northern California. Um, been in business since 2017. And oh, we got an army man on our hands. My brother literally just graduated boot camp last oh, week. For the congratulations army. to him. Yeah, so, yeah. He um got stationed in Louisiana. He was actually going to um North Korea, but they changed it because of the virus and everything that's happening. Okay, yeah, so he's so, at Fort Polk. Um, where was it? Ah, uh, now I can't remember. So, yes, probably. Right. <laughs> I can't remember. He throws down so much information that we all got to go, okay, okay, what? Okay, okay, great. Um, so, yeah, so I might be asking you towards the end, like, what's some advice you got for little bro um, doing his thing out there? So, I mean, first, I want to say I really like your logo. Well, thank you. <laughs> I really like your logo. There's a lot of logos that I hate, and I won't say this, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, people just, you know, sometimes, sometimes they do a lot with the logos. But I really like your logo. Like, what made you choose that logo? What made you choose the name Black Anchor? Um, well, I mean, being in uh, the security industry for the past 10 years, like I always, it was either gonna, it was either me being a cop or eventually owning mm. my own security company. And um, Black Anchor uh, came along. I was, you know, I was working, um, I was working uh, for a security company in the Bay Area and we were doing housing. And I was trying to come up with a name and the purpose behind it. And, you know, I always would see on, you know, police, on police vehicles, they would have some sort of message and, you know, whether it was be, you know, security, public safety, you know, community servant, whatever it may be. And, and I wanted to attach that mm -hmm. to my actual company name. And so, um, you know, I thought about, you know, what, what's the purpose of, of this company? And I want it to be the anchor communities, anchor uh, details, anchor assignments, whatever it is that you're doing uh, for that specific assignment you know, you be the anchor for your client, you be the anchor, uh, you know, for whatever uh, company or, or, or brand or whatever it is you're representing, you know, you're the anchor, you're the, you're the, you're the one piece that keeps everything together. So uh, obviously yeah. black anchor sounded good. So I added the black anchor and then, <laughs> and, yeah, it sound yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, uh, the, the tactical response is that, you know, I've always been, I've, I have a passion for, firearms and, 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 you know, weapons and tactics and, and all of those things I've really grown to, uh, uh, be not, not necessarily a guru or, or anything like that, but I've become a, a student and I'm, I'm just, uh, mm -hmm. kind of in a way uh, obsessed with getting better and improving the people around me. So you get the tactical response from that yeah. part. So what kind of contracts do you guys do mostly right now? What kind, what, what, what line of work do you like the most? Like some people go straight for the Walgreens and the CVSs, or some people go for the, uh, the, what, what are they, the cannabis places now? And so what kind of work do you try to go right for? Right now we're just strictly, uh, just providing a cannabis protection operations, uh, and then every every now and then we do a couple um, executive protection details or personal protection details, but mainly just mm -hmm. just cannabis. You know, it's booming out here in California. Yeah, I was just about to say so. Let's dive into that. So cannabis out there has to be huge. Um, is that is that why when you got into it, it was 2017? Is that when it first started getting huge in California anyway? Like, did you come into the game and, and cannabis was starting to be a big thing? Um, I actually, in, from 2017 and 18, uh, I was, I, we, our primary operations were retail. Um, so uh, okay. what ended up happening is that one of my employees um, had a, a, fam a, a family member who was starting a dispensary in the city of Oakland. And, you know... Oh, I was okay. connected. And then, you know, I started, that's when I, I had no idea about 
you know, security and cannabis, you know, because I always thought that, you know, guns and marijuana were a no-go. And then, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was... Sounds like it when you say it, but... <laughs> actually are, they, they need, well, cannabis need, cannabis, cannabis industry need higher guns. It's very, uh, it's very dangerous. Um, and it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that you just have to have in place. Um, and, and a lot of dispensaries and, and cultivations uh, facilities, they can't even get their license without having an, exta- an established security company uh, attached with their application. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's good for business. Yeah. Yeah, it is good for business. <laughs> it's um, so, I mean, because this, this area is actually new, new to me too. I don't actually, because I live in Maryland and I think DC just started making it legal, but Baltimore is like, no. We're not playing with y'all, no. So, um, doing it, do, like, what are some things that differ from doing cannabis to doing, like, regular security at a store? Is there anything that is heightened there? I mean, do people come in and really try to take the product like that, or how oh, yeah. does that go? I mean, we had a rough start this year. We, uh, we had one of our sites um, and then one of our sister sites got hit twice uh, in one night and then wow. three days later got hit again. Um, and we're talking about these, these are not, you know, you can say whatever you want, you know, we're, we're right there. We're, we're in the hood. We're, we're out there. And, and, and these <laughs> okay. cultures, so a lot of these cultivation uh, facilities, a lot of these dispensaries are set up on, you know, uh, people's territory. And so, and obviously mm. you're putting a lot of product in a facility um, people know that, you know, people in the streets are smart, man. They are extremely smart and they know everything that's going on in their neighborhood. And, yeah. you know, the streets talk and, and, and they're smart. We, one night they end up blocking off, actually they blocked off the street, um, arrived with 13 cars, 20 guys. They knew exactly where they're doing oh they in and out within four minutes. And it was just well, well executed. You call it hood tactics, whatever you want, but they got in and out. Yeah, yeah. As soon as the as soon as PD responded, they went over to another facility and hit that one, and was in and out. I mean, and and so you, oh yeah, my goodness, you, you got a lot. There's that's some stuff right yeah, there. I mean, that's the cannabis industry, and you know, and sometimes you don't know. You know, there's a lot of inside jobs. There's, you know, a lot of things that going that mm-hmm. are going on. So it's not all just. Hey, let's, you know, let's bring this inventory in and let's sell it and let's all, you know, celebrate, you know, there's. A, yeah, it's not <laughs> you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. You're risking, you know, my guys and, and even uh, these facilities are, you know, they're risking a lot for the reward. But, you know, when, you know, the, the payout is obviously uh, something that uh, people all enjoy it's yeah, and, it, and, it, and it makes it worth it. Yeah. And next question was the risk against the reward for them is different but what about the security company is 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 it do you have a lot of guys who don't want to work the cannabis sites or do you have anybody who actually says nah i don't really want to do those sites i'll do your other sites or have you ran into any of those kind of issues i've been blessed to have a excellent crew of dedicated individuals who pretty much they're like, Hey chief, just point me in a direction and I'll go. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say it's like that for everybody. You know, we, we have a unique company and a unique group of people that, um, you know, and they get paid well and, you know, the environment is, is kind of free flow. You know, when you, when, when you sign a contract and you start, uh, providing service for a client, usually sometimes it's a give and take. They want you to do stuff a certain way. And they don't want you to, to deter mm-hmm. from that. And I've been blessed where my clients are like, you do what you need to do to protect us. We're not going to get in your way. So yeah. I can kind of do as I see fit along with keeping my guys and ladies safe, uh, you know, in their work environment. But it is, it's dangerous. You know, it's, we, we've, we've encountered a lot of uh, threats and, and, you know, we've dealt with them to the best of our ability. And, you know, we also, yeah. You know, we have, uh, you know, some good police departments where we are that that support, you know, what we're doing. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. Are you are you from California? Born, raised in the Bay Area. Yep. 
When yeah. it raised, okay. So you mentioned that you were in the mm-hmm. army. How long were you in the army? So I did. Uh, I was in the army for a total of four years. I did two of those years in active duty. I was stationed at uh, Fort Hood, and then uh, I ended up getting out and were I was reassigned to Camp Parks uh, with the One Eight Four Infantry, which is uh, the uh, a part of the National Guard. And so I finished out my okay. time there. Um, and I'm still, I'm in the, uh, I'm in the reserve still as we speak. So I got, yes. Oh, really? Yep. Still in the reserves. Hmm. So is that, is that difficult running a business and being in no, the reserves? I'm in inactive reserve, so I don't have to okay. do the, the, the okay. uh, one weekend a month as, as, as other guys, oh, okay. I'm in okay. active, but, uh, but no, it's even even if I was active duty in the National Guard, it's, it's, yeah, it, I mean, it can be an inconvenience at times, but it really doesn't get in the way. Um, especially in my position, it's not like I'm the boss. So I, I can kind of oh, make yeah, those, yeah. I, can, <laughs> I can make those, I can put people in place to, to keep things going while I'm going. Yeah, to handle your business. Well, with being in the Army, what are some things that, you learned or you came accustomed to that you took with you and implemented it into your business? Oh man. Uh, discipline. I think that's the first thing that you learn discipline. You know, when you get to yes. basic training or like I had one station unit training, uh, being at the right place, you know, at the right time in the right uniform presentation, you know, how you carry yourself, yeah. learning how to follow orders. Um, those are some of the, the things yeah. that, uh, believe it or not, a lot of people have a hard time doing. Um, and obviously the military. Yeah, I believe it. And and the military instills <laughs> those in you. You don't have a choice. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I think even, you know, learning how to be uh, someone that someone else can depend on. You know, you hear the phrase battle buddy and and can we are we allowed to cuss on here or is it? OK, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're don't, fine. Don't, you're don't, fine. Be a, don't be a buddy fucker. And. Those are, those are, <laughs> yeah, so, and, and, and that's very important because, you know, guys and, and, and gals are, are depending on you to get, you know, to get home or to complete an, obje- an, object- yeah. an objective, objective. And so um, those, you know, those things are very important and they teach you that early on in your, you know, military career, um, even problem solving, you know, that's hard. Even in, as you know, in the security industry, a lot of people come across issues or problems and, and instead of yeah. trying to figure them out and, and, and come up with a solution, the first thing they do is call. And it's like, I enjoy having people who call me and say, hey, this is the issue. This is what I come up with. What do you think? You know, yeah. uh, that just yeah. allows uh, that just allows us to, you know, to figure out how to solve the problem so much more faster. You know, it's like I think Travis Haley says it best, you know, thinkers before shooters. And, and so. Yeah, Lord, I wish everybody was thinking yeah, for yeah, shooters. So. Yeah, I mean, it's speaking of speaking of shooters, now we have this sort of pandemic happening. Um, what has California done um, in 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 way of this pandemic that has affected your business? Anything um, that the coronavirus situation has affected your business in um, any way? It hasn't really affected business. Um, it's in a way it's kind of increased because of the fact that, you know, um, mm-hmm. pe- people, yeah. I would say in, in my area where we operate on, where we operate at, um, I think a lot of criminals, you know, see opportunity. And so if anything, it's, opportunity, yeah, absolutely. it's heightened our awareness, our alertness. Um, you know, as I tell the guys, I'm like, Hey, like we're, you know, you you have to be consistent, you know, because there's really no time for 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 lagging. There's no time for uh, take taking an yeah. hour or a day off and coming in with the mindset that hey, I'm just going to get through it because you know people are. I mean, even this morning, you know, we're getting I'm getting uh, alerts from from my team that you know an incidents that are taking place at our facility and near the facility. So. Um, it's it, it hasn't really slowed down because cannabis is also considered a a uh, it falls under that medicine uh, that essentials as, as far as medicine. So mm. 
uh, businesses are open True. and, and yeah. people are, are going in to get their medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are going in to get their yeah. medicine. Um, so, I mean, speaking of this, okay, so this industry, okay, have you met any celebrities that have came into your facilities? Because I'm sure there's a lot of Californians who come into these facilities. Have you ever encountered any celebrities in your um in your facilities? Yeah, we've had uh so at uh shout out to uh Blunts and More, the happy store located in Oakland. That's uh Tucky and Bree, uh our wonderful clients. But yeah, they've had numerous celebrities from, hey, from Neo to uh obviously, you know, uh local uh, local rappers, uh, I believe Fil- Filthy Rich has been through there. Uh, Keek to Sneak, I got a chance to meet him. Um, who else? Lil Baby stopped through, rolled through there. Uh, when we had uh, Rolling Loud across the street at the Coliseum, there was an abundance of entertainers that were coming through. So, you know, that's amazing. Yeah, you, you meet, you tend to, uh, you know, you tend to meet a lot of people. Yeah. Know, uh, especially when you're in a, an area that, you know, a lot of stars and entertainers end up performing at so has that ever rolled into new business by meeting someone in one of these facilities and then they're seeing i mean because i'm I'm only an instagram friend and i see you guys and i'll be like yeah that's what that's what i want to be like right there you know just always looking like i'm ready to go so has that ever just people see you and go okay where's your card or you know how can i get you guys to be you know, for me when I come in town, has that happened for you guys well, yet? First, thank you, and uh, yes, like it, it, <laughs> it, it has. It's, it happens a lot, you know. Um, I and I think it's more so the way that I, when we started, I guess uh, last year when we first started, and we and we made Oakland kind of like our just our our territory, our home base. I wanted to create. Yeah. I wanted to create. I want to say like mini me's. So I wanted to take you know, who I am and what I represent. And I wanted that to rub off on my guys. And, and it did, it rubbed off on them. Yeah. And so in a way, you know, black anchor, at least in the Bay area, they're, they're somewhat like even, even some of my guys, they're like little local celebrities because of, of <laughs> you know, who they are, the, the tactical setup, the way that we, the way that we yeah. operate, the way that we move. The way you yeah, carry absolutely. yourself. Yeah. And, absolutely. And obviously people want to be a part yeah. of that, which leads to, you know, Mm-hmm. celebrities entertainers are like even in, in cannabis you get a lot of people who are in corporate and they see you and they're like hey can i get a card and so uh, it it has yeah. truly changed to where i don't have to go out and search for contracts now i get phone calls for people inquiring that is exactly where i was going with that you see i like talking to you you know where we're going you know where we're going with this um because i mean i think people especially small smaller companies. And I can really only speak for the ones here in uh, Baltimore, here in Maryland. I think smaller owned companies, they don't realize that they are a walking billboard. They are a walking business car. If you have a guy and, uh, and you and you're dressed and he's dressed differently and then he's dirty or your shirt's too big and it's, but you got your gun hanging off your leg, but it's, you know, that kind of stuff is noticeable and people equate that to the, how good you are as a security guard. Like they don't even think like, oh, this was just a rough day. No, the way you look is really how they're going to stick in their brain. Like, nah, not them. They're not put together. Absolutely. And I, I be telling people that people are like, no, I'm like, no, seriously. Like I, I follow a couple of people on Instagram, like as far as company wise, a couple of people. And I'm like, yes, if I was to aspire to be anything, or if I was to aspire to look like anything, these people are kind of that gauge like that's that's what you are kind of that gauge where it's like okay it's you and then I see when you post pictures of your team same colors same color pants same kind of gear all of that makes a difference and I congratulate you on being able to find people who have like mind like you and are you know willing to do and look how you need them to look you know congratulations on that because everybody actually doesn't have that. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, you know, if, even more in the security industry, uh, because of the lack of respect that we often get, uh, the mm, way you present yeah. yourself can prevent you from getting your face stomped into the concrete. You know, um, it's yes, <laughs> put, it's, yes. <laughs> there's a lot of people who you know. 
And that's why I always ask people, like, when they say they want to work for us, I always ask why. Like, why this company? Why us? What makes us mm. different? And it, when mm-hmm. it, the first thing that people say is, oh, I need to make money. Then I tell them that this isn't the place for you. Um, I, I need people yeah. who are willing to buy into the culture and, and what we're trying to accomplish. You know, every every person in my yeah. company has individual goals uh, that they need to complete. And And so I... Mm-hmm. You know, money is cool. Obviously, we need it to survive. But my thing is, like, I always tell my guys, you know, we go, you know, we're one, you know, it's just like Nick Cannon and Drumline, one band, one sound, you know, and that's the way that we yeah, move, exactly. you know, and, uh, and like yeah. you say, like, even presentation on, on your gear. I always tell them, I said, it doesn't take long for someone who really knows the game to figure out, figure you out. And that could be placement of your pouches. Mm-hmm on your vest, you know, I look at that. Yeah. I look, okay, where's his pouches attached on his vest? You know, okay, this guy just threw something on and, and went to work. He has mm-hmm. he has no understanding of, you know, how to proper place things on his vest and the reason why yeah. you should do it that way. So um Yep. Yeah. I do that when I'm watching T V actually. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm watching TV I'm, I'm watching TV. I'm like, mom, that is not even possible. How would he reach his gun in time? And like, how would he do that? So I, I've come accustomed to be doing that. And I'm not perfect, and I don't have everything down packed. But I'm like, some of these people are just they get up, they throw stuff together, and they walk out the door, and then realize, oh wait, this four seconds, this four extra seconds it takes me to get my stuff off my belt because I put it in the wrong place actually makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean. Um, let's go on the business side of things. So, um, we spoke earlier and I was telling you how I just got my agency license and, um, we kind of spoke about, uh, starting a business. So what was the hardest thing about starting your security company? Like what was the first big hurdle, whether it was getting a licensing or, you know, state inspections etc like what was the hardest thing the hardest to thing to start was was just being uh raw out there pause like i had mm-hmm. there was no i had no guidance um i had it was a company that you know everyone always say like in this industry you know when you're trying to figure out which way to go find someone that you can kind of mirror yourself after and, and i found a company i was like i like the way that they move and so i end up i used to work for them i called him and I said, hey, like, is there any tips that you can give me for running my own company? And me being the gullible person I was at the time, thinking that people would be happy to share information. He said, uh, you're, he said I, the best advice I can give you is go get a, dec- a degree and go work for another company. And that was the end of our conversation. Yes. Absolutely. Really? So, huh. yeah, wow. that little okay. fire underneath me. And, and I became literally my... I, I literally became my own source, which means I was Googling things. I was watching YouTube videos. I was, and then I learned yeah. by trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of people look at our company and think that everything has just always been well put together. And there was a lot of mm. downfall, uh, you know, before we begin this slow rise as we're doing right now. And, and I always tell people like, sometimes yeah. experience is just the best teacher. You just got to get out there, get your feet wet. Um, and and learn. Yeah. You know, you learn business by doing business. Uh, because I could sit here and tell you what yeah. to do, but your path and and your interactions with clients are going to be totally different than than what I've encountered. Yeah, and your and, and the and their work ethic. Some people want you to tell them what to do, but they still don't go out there and do it because they're not willing Absolutely. to put in the work. Because when they look at your Instagram, they see oh this, oh look at that, oh this is a cool picture. They don't see all yeah. the background stuff. They don't see all the work, phone calls, emails, et cetera. That is, that is something I'm learning yeah. now yeah. <laughs> because I'm getting, um, I'm doing like uh, the state certifications, like, uh, and this is just business certifications, like the um, small business certification, women owned, the amount of paperwork that takes, I wasn't even ready for. I was like, wait a minute, what? I got to do what? And I got to do it four times and then I got to send it four different places. This is ridiculous. So people don't see that kind of stuff. So I, I, I always try to reach out to people. And like you said, not everybody answers the question. Mm-hmm. Like not everybody wants to really 
give you, I'm like, this world is huge. You know, this, this world is huge. There's enough money to go around and there's enough contracts to go around and everybody's not really gunning for the same thing you're gunning for. So sometimes when I talk to people, I really say that to them, like, you know, I, I, cause right now what I do, I do a lot of it, uh, executive protection. Um, but it's a lot of like, um, CEO stuff and stuff for their family. And I do a lot of, um, high profile weddings and stuff like that. Not everybody does high profile weddings. I like eating cake and I like eating the free food. So I went after those kind of yeah, contracts, you know? So it's, it's money, it's money out here for everybody. So I do appreciate you first talking to me offline and then coming on here and sharing your knowledge on the show as well. I really do appreciate that because not everybody does. Yeah, that. it's, so, it's, you know, that's a, that's a good it's thing. It's the, you know, I, I'm also like, I, I consider myself like a musician and, and like I took, if you look at the way that I've kind of put together my company, let's say on Instagram, I've taken, I've taken a music approach and I don't, I don't really see that being done. And so I kind of pride myself on being a pioneer for that. I took the way that as an independent yeah. artist would kind of showcase themselves. And I applied that to my security company, you know, and I just, this, I decided, oh, okay. I no fucks. I decided I was going to do it my way. I was going to break barriers <laughs> and, 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 mm. and, and create a legacy for myself and for my company. And, and, mm-hmm. You'd be surprised how similar these industries are. And then I'm going to just keep it real. Also with being, you know, I started my, I'm a young, I started my company in 2017. I was 26 or 27 years old. I'm a black male at that. Oh, okay. And so all these mm-hmm. individuals are looking at me like, how the hell did he do this? Because it's, but it's, there's a lot more companies <laughs> yeah. that are failing right now that are thriving. It takes everybody, I always say, everybody wants to have their own, uh, security company until you actually get your own security company mm-hmm. and you realize, oh, yeah, I need $20,000 right now to do all of this. Um, there's mm-hmm. there's so much yeah. more that goes on behind the scenes, you know, from a financial standpoint um, and, and from a logistics yeah. standpoint that it's not what people really think it is. And, and you know, even with photos, you know, I'm very meticulous. You may see one photo and it may look good or it may like, man, that photo's dope, but you don't realize that I've been trying to get that photo right for the past 10 shots <laughs> because I, I, I want it to be right. I don't know where this photo is going to be. Just like, I don't know when I walk out who I'm going to meet so that as we go back to that presentation, yeah. now it has to be not just in the physical form, but it has to be on a social media platform where, because everybody's exactly. watching it and everybody, people make just like yeah. hey, it's if you look like hey you like you have it all together somebody hey man you know what you look like you're a a, a professionally run company you know i want to do business and that's yeah happening. i've had people from from new york from from florida call me and say hey i'm coming into the bay area you know is there any way that i can utilize your services so yeah. um social media is definitely a big part of you know the, the branding of social media branding it's it's definitely yeah it's definitely blown up and it's definitely take businesses down yeah. or up absolutely definitely uh, yeah yeah that definitely i mean as far as like let's go to mm-hmm. hiring when you first started the company is the first people you hired people that you knew already or did you like just hold open, you know, applications. How did you start your hiring? Uh, I started my hiring process by putting ads out on Indeed, on Craigslist. Um, okay. And then, you know, obviously working the sites myself, like I, I still do to this day. Um, and so I mm-hmm. had, you know, if, when you first start, you're just trying to get decent people to work for you because you need to fill a site, you know, or if you're lucky, you get a couple sites going and you got to get them filled. So you're just... The, you know, you're going through that yeah. interview process, making sure that, all right, I'm just making sure I'm not hiring some crazy fucktard who's going to do something stupid. And, <laughs> and then yes, from there, yes. you train them and you and you and you learn and you and you figure you figure out, you know, the best way to, uh, I guess, give, you know, in, instill those protocols and those guidelines for that officer for that site so you can have success, you know. 
There's 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 things yeah. that there's ways that there's general guidelines for how to do things, and I'm a firm believer that okay, I'll I'll go by that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for this person or for this client, you know, or whatever it may be. So, you know, yeah, everything's different. Different. Well, let's talk about your vehicles. So I'm like I'm I'm really into that part. Um, I used to before I even decided to do the company. I used to do um, my own like kind of before I even knew it was executive protection. But I used to like take people. I would be armed, but I would take people. I used to have a baby blue uh, Jaguar XF and tended to win. And I used to take escort people to like events um, downtown or even proms. And I used to do that. And I was like, you know, this is a good vehicle, but it's not really a security vehicle. I mean, it's baby blue, for goodness sakes. But what made you pick your vehicles? What made you pick the Hummer or what made you pick um, the truck? And how did you decide which one was going to be used for what? Um, I think just having each for for, you know, their own special needs. Obviously, if you have if you're going on a on a operation that requires a lot of equipment, then you want to have the space. Uh, mm-hmm. To be able to, you know, store that equipment and then also sit the individuals in the car comfortably. And then, you know, we have our cars that, you know, provide yeah. us, you know, uh, speed, uh, vehicle agility, if you can call, if you can call it that. And uh, so each, each service, yeah. you know, I, I tend, I like fast cars. Uh, so, you know, that's, you know, one of the reasons you see the Caprice, um uh, you know, uh, the, the yeah, Caprice, yeah. Yeah, those, those, are, fast. those, those are pretty fast. Joke. We got some chargers <laughs> as well. So um, some V8s. So and, and you know, that that's pretty much it. You know, we're not out there, uh, you know, getting in pursuits or anything because that would be illegal. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Let's just yeah. get that straight right there. So, <laughs> what was your first what was your first car when you first started? What was the first car you used? It was to a do 2007 a uh, Crown Vic. Yeah, gotcha. That's usually what, that's usually what people start with anyway. That that yeah, that type of car. Um. So so let's let's family and industry. Do you have? Are you married? Yes, do you have, have kids? A, I have a fiance and I have two boys. So running the company sometimes working the details on your own, meeting with clients, blah, blah, blah. Does that, is it, is, do you spend a lot of time doing that or do you find a, a really good balance between oh, family balance, and industry? You know, um, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, like, I'm not it's playing. Balance. No, it's you, balance. <laughs> you said that yeah, with all yeah, confidence. You know, and I, we're, we're busy. And, and so, you know, you have to find, you know, mm. that time to, you know, to dedicate to both. You know, my, my family understands, you know, the bigger picture and what I'm doing. So, I have a lot of support with, yeah. uh, you know, with running my company. And then it's also, you know, making the time with, you know, with kids and, and your loved ones count by, you know, uh, not just doing things with them because you're supposed to or because you feel like you're mm-hmm. obligated to, but, you know, actually uh, enjoying it and, and, and making them, making your kids feel special. I mean, because you can't, you know, all, all they want is your time at that at that point when you get home or when you have a day off, you know, so it's, yeah. uh, you know, making every opportunity and every moment with them count. Um, and that helps that, you know, rolls over into work life to where I can confidently do my job and, and, and not be worrying about, oh, I'm, I'm a total shit bag to my family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. As far as danger, we kind of talked about it in the industry, but has there ever been a situation, sometimes I ask for a war story, so has there ever been a situation where you'll never forget and you're like, this is crazy? I mean, I had one guy tell me about how a guy was hiding in a closet and dropped a safe on his foot and he still had to chase the guy with the safe. So do you have a war story? Is there a story? And it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. necessarily from your company. It can be from your career that you'll just never forget and it, it was just a crazy um, day there's night. a string of i guess incidents nothing really dangerous i i guess just more so uh, i found myself intrigued with you know why this was happening but i i was uh we were contracted out to 
do a to uh, operate a um, a uh, what is it called? It's called a. I'll just say it for U-Haul. So we were contracted out for U-Haul in San Francisco, okay. and uh, San Francisco has a big uh, drug problem uh, and a big transient problem, really? a big homeless problem. I mean, it's it's pretty bad. Um, San Francisco is not the you know the Golden Gate Bridge and 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 the pier that you guys see on TV. Yeah, because that's all I see. I was just about to say that. So for a couple nights, you know, what ends up happening is that transients would get drugs and they would uh, shoot up inside of the the back of the U-Haul trucks. And so it got to a point where you could tell when someone was obviously in the back of the uh, truck because they would have it cracked or you see a light. Mm-hmm. Or you see maybe a, a bandana that's yeah. or something that's slightly uh, underneath the, the closing door so it didn't shut all the way. Yeah. And so literally, I mean, mm-hmm. we would pop open these doors and you see individuals, sh- you know, with shooting up meth, needles everywhere, buckets of chicken, champagne, guitars, having a good old time. And then you also got a chance wow. to, 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 to hear their stories. I mean, and some of these individuals are musicians and, you know, people who just fell on hard times and it's, yeah. it's a pretty, and once again, they're, they're smart. You know, we look at transients or homeless people and we think that, you know, they're just, you know, people who made bad choices and yeah, you know, bad especially choices, yeah. now, you know, you look at what's going on, we are all in survivor mode and, and they've been in survival mode yeah. know, since they come up on bad times and, and so, yeah, but we were catching them in the yeah. back of U-Haul trucks. They, you know, OD'd behind grocery stores, uh, stealing catalytic converters out of trucks. I mean, it's, and that went on for like about almost two weeks. And it was literally every every day. So, I mean, uh-huh. yeah, so it was. Every day. And, you know, PD wasn't, you know, really doing anything about it. Uh, it it's considered a nonviolent call or a non-emergency. I was just about to say, why is that? Okay, so they they okay. have a list, just like some cities. Busy cities usually have a priority list of calls that they respond to. Everything else is like, hey, submit an online sure. report, mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah. Philly is doing that now. Philly switched how they're doing it, and I think it's property theft, auto theft, uh, person theft, like. All these, they're like, we're take a police report over the phone. We're not coming to see you. We don't want you to cough on us. And they're like, if they do have to come out, they're only detaining the person until they get the identity checked. Yeah. And then they're releasing the person. And then they're coming back for, I'm like, oh, oh boy, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And, and so I didn't security know. is the crutch, yeah. you know, that I, and I, I see it. I, I say like, you know, we have yeah, a, a bad, a bad name, you know, and it, I see it changing now because now I'm seeing people who want to be a part of this industry. You know, there's people are, are mm-hmm. lining up to get their guard car and firearm permit now. And obviously I always say probably 70 percent for the for the wrong reasons. And then 30 percent really have a passion. for this. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. We are, especially in times like this where you have police forces that have decreased in size are that are uh you know yeah. they're just dealing with calls that are just completely just uh filling up their call logs and and they don't have time to respond it's up to us to yeah. literally maintain and you know stabilize at least our vir- our environments where we're operating in that's why I always say that you know there's this yeah. relationship that security uh, and police have, and it's like security being this, the the step brother of, of law enforcement. When, when really police came <laughs> yes. out, of security, you know, security was 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 formed first, and, and policing came out of that. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's it's something I always say. You know, establish that that rapport with your local police department because you're going to need them. They're going to need you. And and when you have situations like this that we're dealing with you guys are going to have to work together. Um, and so I always tell people, yeah. I said, we may not be 12, but we 11. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Like the industry itself, I think it's, it's, it's getting elevated. More and more people are showing 
the sides of security officers that should be shown, not just, you know, no offense to mall security, but I think that outlook was, was, you know, tarnishing what we actually do on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes depending on where you are and what detail you work, you're dealing with the same exact crap police are dealing with. Just worse because they're like, Absolutely. oh, you can't arrest me. So, you know, yeah, I think, I think, I think the world of social media now has allowed the industry to kind of be shined on. And, and I mean, that's the whole point of the podcast is to kind of shine light on that. Like, no, this is, this is a real, this is a real deal. And it's a lot of different moving parts to the security industry. It's not just all one thing, you know? So, Absolutely. I mean, I agree. We're yeah, you know, 12, it's, but we're 11. It's right there. And I, and, and <laughs> I always tell people too, like, I know executive protection has this big sex appeal. That's what everybody wants to do in yeah. this industry. And I always tell people, like, you know, there's other branches that have, you know, important roles as well. You know, you don't have to, you ain't got to fake it yeah. to make it. You don't have to lie and say that, oh, you know, because there's a lot of that going <laughs> on. There's people who are saying, oh, I'm a, executive protection agent and they haven't done one fucking detail they wouldn't know they they wouldn't know not one thing and so the best thing that you can do is you know get your permits and be good at the first job that you get learn how to be good at being a standing guard where you have the opportunity to be observant yes and to practice being observant for for eight to twelve hours and learning how to read customers that's people understand they think ep ep details yeah yeah, people think EP details are like, oh, I'm, I'm on an EP detail. I'm, I'm picking my client. I'm meeting my client on a tarmac. He's getting off his jet. We're rolling, guns blazing. T- and it's a lot of times, <laughs> like, you yeah. find yourself, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, sitting, sitting, sitting by your, your client's hotel room, you know, while he's doing whatever in his hotel room. Yeah. Or you may be. Yeah, or you may drive for hours to a meeting and tell you, "Hey, sit in the car for th- I'll be back in three hours." It's there's so much. Yep, it's been painting. It's been painted as this, you know, uh, guns blazing and and I, you know, for the guys, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I get to wear all the cool tactical gear and I get the the dope girl, the, the beautiful girl, and all of that. And it's that's mm-hmm. that's, one of, that's <laughs> yeah, one of the very you got to earn your way to get there. Uh, and you got to go. Yeah, through. that's that's yeah. one of the I I pride myself on being a a cannabis protection agency and a patrol company. I enjoy what I do. I love it. You know, yeah. EP details are, are are dope. I don't do them every month. I don't do them every other month. Sometimes yeah. you may go three months without a an EP detail, and and that's cool. That's yeah. you know, I'm happy with what I'm doing, and I think a lot of a lot more security officers need to understand that it's okay to, you know, to play your role that you're in right now. Play your role. Yeah. I I say I, um, I'm I'm actually coming out with uh, an ebook, uh, like next month, hopefully. And one of the things I say in the ebook is take pride in your title. Don't try to fake it and, and use somebody else's title that you see on the movies or this or that. Take pride in your title. If this is what you do, if you're a bank officer, or you, you know, do this, you, if you're watching dog kennels, then you need to be the best <laughs> dog kennel security officer that yeah, there straight. is. You know, take pride in do, to do what everybody's part actually matters. If everybody sucked, then the whole industry would fall apart. So definitely, I agree with that. I always say that, like, take pride. Like, I've done mall security. I started as a uh, party, doing parties. Um, that's, and that's not glamorous at all. And then when I got a little better in the game, I started doing clubs and I was like, hey, I don't want to do this no more. This yep. is for the birds. Okay. Like, so you just got to travel through the industry and see what you fit with, what you're good at. Some people can't do the standing. Some people cannot do the standing whatsoever. And those people shouldn't be doing it because it's end up being dangerous because they walking off post, they're leaving, they're sleeping and something might happen. So you just de- definitely have to find your fit. And I, and I like that you're like, we are a cannabis company, a patrol company. That is what we are. We do other things, but you, I'm proud yeah. of what we do. So I, I, I think people can learn from that when they hear that. Like, it's okay to be good at what you do and then take at, at the end of the day, if you're as long you as you're have... getting paid first and, and you're, and, and you're <laughs> true and, and they feel 
and they feel uh, <laughs> a sense of pride of what they're in what they're doing and that's that's really all that matters and you made a great point about going yeah. through the phases of of you know working the different sites and details a lot of people who want to mm. be executive protection agents or bodyguards you may work a club for five years only to get attached to a rapper who likes being in a club so you find yourself right back there mm. and now you're sitting there thinking you know what those five right. years that I spent being a bouncer, man, I know the ins and outs of everything. I know the evacuation procedures. Exactly. I know the tendencies of, of certain people in the club. I mean, and you be and you become mm-hmm. a great asset to your clients. So that's why it's always in Because your real life experience became your training. Yep. Yep. And and I, I tell people that all the time. Like sometimes uh, people inbox me and they're like, well, I do this now, but I want to do this and I do this now. I don't know how to advance from it or what do I put on my resume? I'm like, exactly what you do at work right now can be created into a skill. Even standing. I, I wrote something and I said standing for more than five hours a is a skill. skill. Like anything you do is a skill. Think about it on an elevated type way and be like, okay, I know how to do this. This is a skill. Body, reading body language, doing that. All that is a skill because not everybody can do it. That's why you see people getting sucker punched all the time because they weren't paying attention to the fact that this guy moved his foot back and now he's in a fighting stance. So yeah, life experience and people need to get more of it before they try to jump to that Hollywood, you know, those Hollywood details and then they end up getting knocked out in front of their client and now they don't have a job. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, so if you had to think about one thing that you dislike about the industry right now that you would change or that you hope changes, what would it be? Mm, changes. Hmm. <laughs> I, I would just say going back to um, the, the, a lot of the fraud stuff that goes on just in this industry. I think, you know, the, the yeah. posers, I think that's bad for the industry. Um, because when you have people who don't have um, any experience and they're putting on a social media platform, what they're doing, and and when you've been in this industry, you can easily tell who's who, who's lying, who's being truthful, Oops. because you have you have that eye, yeah. and that sense to know that's not how someone who claims they're doing this would actually do that. Um, and so, I think just people. Yeah. You know, the the fraud activity of, of lying, uh, faking it to make it, faking it like you like you've already made it. I just I, I, w- I want that to stop and I want people to be more comfortable in their own skin um, and, and what they're doing. I think that's the biggest thing because you represent us all. Like if I see if there's a dude with baggy yeah. pants and he got his shirt untucked and he got a, <laughs> you know, some weird Velcro diaper holster and he's talking about I'm. I'm about to go protect so-and-so. <laughs> There's somebody else who's looking at him. It's like, well, that's the reason why I'm not going with a security company. I'll go find somebody else, an off-duty yeah. officer or, or something like that. And so we all kind of mm-hmm. have to help each other by being the best that we can be every single day and representing our own ourselves yeah. and our companies in that best light because that what creates more opportunity, more bottom line, money, mm-hmm. money, dollar, dollar bills. And it creates, it creates better <laughs> work environments. Um, so, you know. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how the my little tagline, the Dapper Security Guard, started. Because I, uh, a pet peeve of mine is when we get these young guys who come to dress details where you got to wear a suit, tie, shoes. And they come maybe in some dress pants. They come in Jordans. And then they come in a jacket that's a different color than the pants because they borrowed the jacket. That is a pet peeve. So every time I post about that, I go, I, you can get this from here. You can get this from here for this much. This is how you wear this. Because I've literally had to tell people, um, yeah, the client doesn't uh, want you on the front because you have this half pinstripe suit on. So it's like, but it wouldn't be good for me to go, you got to go, um, you look stupid. Da, da, da. No, it helps to help because they're just going to go somewhere else and do it anyway. So it might as well teach 
you know, each other, learn from each other, teach each other and help each other. Because like you said, we're all in this together. So that that's definitely how I came about trying to post so much about dressing on Instagram, because I see that for young people, it's, 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 it's not a thing. Like everybody doesn't dress up all the time. So it's kind of like not a known thing to what you should and shouldn't wear, but the industry is changing. Even if you're not doing executive protection, sometimes you're doing events and they want you to wear a black suit. So I agree with, you know, sharing the information and teaching, you know, it's very important. Be the person that you would want protecting you or your family member. Um, I think if you, yeah, if you kind of analyze yourself and see, okay, like who would I want, you know, if I really need, if my life was, um, if, if, if my life was being threatened by something or someone and I needed someone to protect me or my family member who, you know, how, how would I want that person to present themselves? Yeah. You know, what experience, you know, what exactly. mindset would I want that person to have? And, you know, carry yeah. yourself like that and, yeah. and, you're you're already setting yourself up for success. Yeah, and and I mean I think, I think people like us we just want everybody to be successful. You you know we want the whole industry as a whole to look good and 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 like you said it opens up doors it brings in more bottom line. So absolutely yeah, you know this has been a good episode. I kept you a little longer than I I said I would. It's I hope you don't mind good. that. <laughs> I I I want you to tell everybody where they can find you and people that are in the industry in California. I want you to tell them how they can get in touch with your company, either for your services or to work for you. So give them the rundown. Well, you can reach me probably the easiest on my uh, Instagram, which is underscore Genesis Jones. And that's underscore G-E-N-E-S-I-S. J-O-N-E-S. Um, other than that, uh, that's probably the best way to reach me. Uh, I'm not gonna, I ain't going to give out my email and everything like that. But you can, if you, if you DM me on Instagram, I usually respond fairly quickly. You know, I'm an open book. And if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to, you know, research it or I'm going to point you in the best direction that I see uh, can, you know, hopefully answer yeah. that question for you. But um. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate you. Call- hey, listen. If you got one of those extra hats, you can just send it my way. I will wear it with pride, so don't worry. We got you. And I mean, I hoodie, appreciate you. Hoodie, hat, <laughs> and we appreciate you coming. coming. Oh, oh, don't worry now. I, I wear it all. Okay. They'd be like, "Well, dang, do you work there?" Absolutely. I do virtually. Yes, I do. Um. <laughs> so I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing your information. And I'm sure everybody will enjoy this episode like I have enjoyed this conversation. So be safe. Make sure you keep Absolutely. sanitizing your hands. Clean them butt cheeks, y'all. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bye.